stay connected. Sign up for our newsletter. Go beyond your favorite Voice America shows. Visit iradioblog.com. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Navigating the Cancer Maze with Grace Goller. Dealing with cancer is by no means easy to handle, but our program aims to make it easier through knowledge. Whether you've been recently diagnosed, are going through treatment right now, or are a survivor, our program will have points that you should hear. And by sharing our stories together, we'll make it truly a life-changing experience that you don't have to go through alone. Now, here is your host, Grace Goller. Welcome to Navigating the Cancer Maze. I'm your host, Grace Goller, and by now you've likely noticed that I'm an Australian. How am I qualified to guide you through the cancer maze? Well, I've had a lot of experience with cancer over 38 years, and during that 38 years, I've worked with around about 14,000 people uh, in many countries around the globe. So I suggest you actually check out the bio online at voiceamerica.com health and wellness channel um, to see what experience I've had. In fact, I have been a carer of a person with a life-threatening illness, as well as looking after these 14,000 people um, that have had cancer as well as their supporting partners. And I have had a life-threatening condition myself, which uh, saw me having somewhere around about 20 surgeries over 13 years and eventually finding a recovery plan uh, overseas in Holland. So we're talking about today navigating the cancer maze. What actually is the cancer maze? Now, if you've listened into this uh, this program, you'll probably have some experience of confusion and not knowing what to do if yourself or someone that you uh, love has cancer. It's very confusing today because we have so much information available. We have information available on the internet, which can be very confusing indeed, and one doesn't know which way to go. Um, that information can be anything from uh, psychological information right through to nutrition and particularly looking at supplements. Now, one of the really big traps in the cancer maze uh, for new players particularly is getting stressed while trying to de-stress. Now, this actually uh, is very common to happen for uh, both patients and partners and many of the uh, regimes that are around today actually contain many, many facets such as juicing, maybe a lot of juices and maybe a lot of supplements um, that are really very expensive. One of the other really big traps in the cancer maze is does one go alternative when you have a diagnosis of cancer? Does one go conventional or do you have a good each way bet in the cancer maze and make a decision that you're going to do the best possible conventional alongside the best of complementary? Now, this, of course, is probably the best alternative, <laughs> to use that word, um, if you are in the cancer maze. We really advise breakthrough uh, cancer conventional treatments. They seem to be... Um, in fact, increasing daily, um, I notice when I get my internet uh, through and journals that 
there's a lot of information that's coming through daily, new antibodies, new targeted treatment, and particularly new personalised treatment for cancer patients. And uh, later today in this uh, program, we're actually going to be uh, listening to the wise words of Dr. Ursula Jakob, who's from the Halvan Clinic. Now, the Halvan Clinic is a private oncology clinic, and it's situated in the Black Forest in Germany. One of the things they specialize in is breakthrough cancer medicine, targeted therapies and personalized treatments. Now, when you're in the cancer maze, if you can hand over to someone like a clinic, um, the clinic that Dr. Jakob uh, is with, it makes life a lot easier. Now, not everyone can go off to Germany, however, and um, there are a number of things that we can look at that will help you to get through the cancer maze. So, first of all, when you have a diagnosis, a cancer diagnosis, most of us are actually very ill-prepared when cancer is diagnosed. And like most major life events, we don't have any dress rehearsals. So, we have no template to follow the first time around. Um, Accuracy of diagnosis is a very important step uh, in the cancer maze and getting one, two and sometimes three opinions may be warranted if you actually feel unsure or insecure about where to go and what to do. I think it's also really important that you develop a trusting relationship uh, with your key treating practitioners. And also, if you're going to become proactive, I think you need to uh, join with your health professionals in a collaborative and communicative way so that everyone knows what you're actually doing. This really avoids confusion as you enter into what we call this cancer maze. Who do you believe? Uh, Dr. Internet, as we said before, um, has a lot of power these days and many people really believe that they can go onto the internet and just sort of find out what treatments might be right for them. But cancer treatment and health restoration plans for cancer patients are really not just a one-size-fits-all approach. And this brings us back to the idea again of personalised cancer medicine. The choices that you make at the beginning of your diagnosis are going to be very crucial because these choices can really impact the outcome and your long-term well-being. So you do need to gather information from a number of sources in the beginning, not only Dr. Internet and not only from your conventional doctor, but it is a good idea to talk with um, perhaps a naturopathic health practitioner or another practitioner, a health professional, maybe chiropractor, and sometimes even traditional Chinese medicine and biological medicines can be very helpful. So I'd really like to focus today on looking at not only the cancer maze, but the levels that we actually find within that maze. So we're really going to have a look at the challenges of the physical side of cancer. Now, one of the things that I've specialised in over the years is called psycho-oncology. Now, psycho-oncology looks at the impact of the psychological areas of treatment and also the emotional areas of treatment. First and foremost, we do look at trauma because trauma really affects what one is doing physically as you try to navigate the maze. And while you're in trauma, it can often be the worst time to actually make a decision. Now, trauma in cancer has been likened to when you get your first diagnosis, actually uh, a post-traumatic stress syndrome like you might find in uh, soldiers, people returning from war. That impact if it's not addressed, can really lead to some quite severe issues later on. Sometimes people find that they get into depression and other times people find that they're just not coping as well as they could be because this initial trauma of the diagnosis was never actually addressed. So addressing the trauma, I have written a, um, a book about this, which was, was a bestseller, I think, back in 1994, um, but it has been reproduced since, and it is available as an e-book. And it's very helpful, particularly for women who are going through trauma of diagnosis. 
That book was called Women of Silence, and it's called The Emotional Healing of Breast Cancer. So in that book, we look at the several layers that impact from the physical on through the spiritual, the emotional, and the psychological impact of cancer. Some of the other physical impacts of cancer that also lean into this psychological and emotional side um, when you actually have a diagnosis of cancer, self-image is often affected, self-esteem can be affected, you can have a loss of confidence, and these are things that also need to be addressed. Sometimes they're connected with the trauma, sometimes they're also connected with the actual surgery or the procedures that you may have had or procedures that might be impending. In my own case, I've uh, had uh, 10 feet of colon removed, 5 feet of large and 5 feet of small um, colon, and that's had a really tremendous impact on my life. I've had to find ways of adapting to that, and I think that leads into the next issue uh, for cancer patients. It's great to build some resilience so that one can cope better. It's also really good to be real with your diagnosis with the outcomes of your treatments. It's, it's really, really helpful uh, with your loved ones or friends to be very real about how the cancer is actually impacting you because often they will have uh, unspoken concerns about how things are going for you. Um, being as real as you can possibly be and being authentic is a really big part of also navigating the complex cancer maze. So I'd like to, in the next segment, go through some checkpoints with you so that uh, you can really help to navigate this maze a lot better than you otherwise might. Um, those checkpoints will be based on what I've conducted as my own research and I've come up with a working stage model called the three stages of cancer. We're going to particularly look at that first stage, which is the stage where um, trauma is introduced and a lot of your decisions are actually made, often from a fear base and to be real, often from a base of, I've got cancer, I don't want to die. Um, we'll go into quite a deal of uh, detail with that as we get into the next segment. And as I said, we'll also be hearing from Dr. Ursula Jakob, who's really going to add to um, this discussion in terms of looking at personalised cancer medicine and also what you can do in terms of a proactive stance with cancer therapy. So we'll look at what needs to be addressed and we'll also uh, look at the many other aspects that go with the cancer maze and particularly helping you to open what I call your personal bank account, your self-care personal bank account. So we'll be back very soon. It's almost time for a short break. My name is Grace Gawler and I'm your host with Navigating the Cancer Maze and you're listening on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and we will be back shortly. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Nestled in the heart of Germany's Black Forest is a very special clinic where breakthrough cancer medicine is offered to cancer patients around the world. Holvang Private Oncology Clinic is one of the leading establishments in biological cancer therapy. The clinic offers personalized cancer medicine, including genetic testing for detecting and applying targeted treatments. The clinic's ethic is to deliver treatments that are as conventional as necessary and natural as possible. For your personalized cancer treatment, please contact the clinic via their website at www.hullvang-clinic.com. That's H-A-L-L-W-A-N-G-clinic.com. Or call us in Germany at 490-7443-964240. Have you figured out what's not working in your life? Could you use a little help? Join your host, Tamaran, for Let's Figure It Out. 
Tamaran has had both highs and lows in her life. She uses her experiences to teach you some basic techniques on how to live a better life through health, relationships, and more. Her guests also come from the health and wellness industry, and together, Tamaran and her guests will help you get your life on the right path. Let's Figure It Out airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are tuned into Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Guller. We'd love to hear from you today on our program. Please call us toll-free from North America at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. International callers may dial in to 480-553-5759. You may also send an email to institute at gracegoller.com. Now, back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Okay, here we are back with Navigating the Cancer Maze, and I'm your host, Grace Gawler. We talked in the last segment of the show about Navigating the Cancer Maze and the model of healing, the three stages healing model that I've developed after working with 14,000 cancer patients. It's actually been quite a luxury for me to work with uh, so many patients in so many different countries and to glean their wisdom and from that be able to draw up this particular model that I'll share with you. So, you know, everyone who's diagnosed with a life-threatening illness will go through some or all of this first stage. Now, ideally, you stay in the first stage just long enough just to make up your mind that you really want to live and you really want to move on. You need to be thinking of making healthy, conscious, life-affirming choices. And this stage one of the three stages, I've actually named the will to live stage. Now, when you're in the will to live stage, you're actually in survival mode. This is the stage when trauma can first occur. So you've had your diagnosis and many people actually say at the time of diagnosis that voices just drifted off into the distance as if you were hearing those voices down a long tunnel and it didn't make any sense to you. And this is a classic trauma reaction. So, of course, if you've been into your uh, oncologist who's going to be a key person and you've uh, had this bad news delivered, you're going to have to make some fairly serious decisions based on this news. So one other little tip, do always take someone with you when you're going to see your oncologist. I really suggest you don't go it alone. And if you do have to go it alone, ask your oncologist if they mind if you take in a tape recorder so that you can hear later on the things that have been said. So let's look further at stage one. In stage one, we find that most people get into confusion. Now, this is where Dr. Internet comes in because there's too much confusion and this leads to information overload and it also leads to an ability to focus on one thing. Now, if you're in trauma anyway, this is a very awkward uh, stage to be in. It can also get you into the guilt and bargaining stage here. Uh, Why me? Some people need to go through this why me stage. I think it's very important maybe to ask this question, but actually to not get stuck in why me. The other thing that's a, a big problem in this stage one, there's so many things to do. Now, if you have a look around on the internet at all the different diets and supplements, as we spoke of in the first segment, you'll find that there's so much conflict, there's so much confusion, and there's so many things that a cancer patient really should do, has to do, must do in order to heal. And it's almost in order to heal as of yesterday. So one with um, cancer really has to watch this trying to do uh, too much during this first stage. Self-talk can also become a a very negative self-talk because one can always be worried that, am I doing enough? 
Um, someone rings you up, for instance, and says, well, you know, I've just heard about this amazing new cure for cancer and um, maybe you should be doing it. People give you books. Um, it can all be very, very overwhelming. So you can get quite um, either tunnel visioned or lose your boundaries and just try to do too much. And as I mentioned before, you know, becoming uh, very stressed while trying to de-stress is one of the biggest pitfalls for cancer patients during this stage. You can also get into a bit of inflexibility and fear of doing the wrong thing, um, particularly if your life depends upon it during this stage. So desperation comes into it and you can really use up quite a bit of energy. Now, this is the stage one, which is the first stage of healing that we're talking about here. Um, in that stage one also, there are a few things that tend to happen in the body. Now, we know in the in physical uh, body, stress has a very big impact on one's ability to recover, not only from cancer, but from so many other illnesses and diseases. So we have to really watch stress levels during this first stage when it seems like there's simply just so much to do. So one can get into resistance here um, and the fear can sometimes actually inhibit you with getting on with life. Um, the stress that you feel can cause that resistance in your body and it can also cause some inflexibility and some fear that's going on in your mind. Due to your post-traumatic stress response too, sometimes when people try to do meditation, they find that they just simply go to sleep or they drift in and out and they feel very spaced out because they're actually in shock trauma. And um, as we said, it's a very difficult time to do these things. Overwhelm is another issue that becomes very evident in this part of navigating the cancer maze in stage one of healing. And personal boundaries. Now, personal boundaries are either non-existent or one has to put up walls so we can actually handle the challenges that actually keep coming at us during this stage. So if we're taking a conventional approach as well as um, a complementary, I'd rather call it complementary than alternative approach, we think very carefully in this stage of how we're going to make our plan. When patients come to see me in my clinic in Australia, the first thing I say is, okay, well, we need to make a health restoration plan as a part of this three-stage of healing model. And when you do have the model to check in with, you can actually see when you cross the bridges between stage one to stage two and stage two to stage three. Um, stage two being what I call the will to heal, which is a lot more easeful and having decided upon your path. And we'll talk about that more in detail as these programs evolve. And the third stage of healing is actually um, more looking at how you be in the world, how if life affects you, how you resist life or how you go with the flow, how you swim in the river of life, in other words. So in the stage one of healing um, in total, I think just to finish that up, we need to be aware that uh, we're never going to heal perfectly. A lot of people get very stressed around this idea that they want to go back to be as it was before they're actually diagnosed with cancer. And many people say you can never actually go back to that place, that you're going to be changed forever. You're going to mature in a very, very different way, no matter what age you are. Even very small children, I find, that have cancer um, we need to uh, really acknowledge that the maturity um, through the disease is quite exceptional. I believe also in navigating the cancer maze, at the outset, look at how you can use your cancer as a transformation, transformational illness and recovery. Very, very helpful to do this because if you get stuck in the why me's and poor me's, you really start to become a victim to the illness instead of being a victor from it. 
So flexibility is important. The ability to adapt is important. And I remember very well that there's a great uh, saying of Robert Louis Stevenson, and he said, life is like a card game. It's not about having a good hand, but how you play a bad hand well. And I think that basically sums up um, my advice best to cancer patients of how you can learn to play that bad hand well. I'd like to just uh, emphasise again here some um, issues around making changes because I think in that stage one uh, of the healing journey, making sudden and stressful changes, no matter how dire your diagnosis or your prognosis, actually can have a very negative impact. Really suggest that you take time with everything. Ask questions and seek guidance. And do realise that you need at some point to have a person to speak with. Even if it's just one person and you can sit down and tell your life story. Now, one of the most effective things, actually, that I have found for patients with cancer, and when I started doing this work back in Australia, back in the 1980s, uh, I started running groups for women with breast cancer. And I found the most effective thing that we could do in stage one of their healing journey was to actually share this story. And there's been a lot written about therapeutic storytelling. And uh, I think you would get a lot of benefit, um, listeners out there, if you know someone who has cancer or if you have cancer yourself, think about if you've ever told your life story to someone without any shame, blame, interruption, that you've just been able to tell your story about your life and the way it's been for you. If you have the opportunity to do that and someone to actually honour your story, it seems to help clear the pathway. It seems to help clear the trauma of the current time and also most people, uh, most people who are alive on this planet seem to have some kind of trauma. And in clearing that trauma, uh, the storytelling has a very therapeutic effect. If you can't uh, find anyone who you can tell your story to or you can't join a support group, um, support groups, by the way, can be very useful, but just be sure that they're not very negative and um, you don't go back each week and have people just telling their story over and over again and again. So... Um, it's important that your support group gives you skills and techniques and that people in the group have a listening ear and that negativity is kept to a minimum. In talking about support groups, sometimes too it's not such a bad idea to look at getting away and doing a weekend group somewhere. Uh, many psychotherapists have these groups available for cancer patients and some hospitals actually also run groups. But again, just be aware that you need to accentuate the positive, um, although you want to be real in the groups as well. So we're coming up to another short break. Um, I'm Grace Gawler and you're listening to the Cancer Maze on Voice America Health and Wellness Channel and we'll be back very soon and this time you'll be hearing an interview with Dr. Ursula Jakob from the Halvang Clinic in the Black Forest in Germany. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Nine different energy systems make up the energy body. Energy is all around us and connects us. Energy exerts a major control over our biology and is a big reason why you should be tuning in to energy medicine and optimal health with your host, Dr. Ann Deatley. We'll explore energy balance techniques, tips, and patterns to keep your flow of energy optimal to maintain maximal health. By adopting these techniques, you will keep your energy body and physical body in harmony. Listen for Energy Medicine and Optimal Health, Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on Voice America Health & Wellness. 
Nestled in the heart of Germany's Black Forest is a very special clinic where breakthrough cancer medicine is offered to cancer patients around the world. Holvang Private Oncology Clinic is one of the leading establishments in biological cancer therapy. The clinic offers personalized cancer medicine, including genetic testing for detecting and applying targeted treatments. The clinic's ethic is to deliver treatments that are as conventional as necessary and natural as possible. For your personalized cancer treatment, please contact the clinic via their website at www.hullvang-clinic.com. That's H-A-L-L-W-A-N-G-clinic.com. Or call us in Germany at 490-7443-964240. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. tuned into Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller. We'd love to hear from you today on our program. Please call us toll-free from North America at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. International callers may dial in to 480-553-5759. You may also send an email to institute at gracegoller.com. Now, back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Welcome back. We're going to talk now with Dr. Ursula Jakob, who's from the Halvang Clinic in the Black Forest in Germany. And we're going to ask uh, Dr. Jakob, Dr. Ursula Jakob, how she would like to describe the cancer maze and what her treatments are in Germany. So, welcome, Ursula. Thank you very much that I can talk to you today. Great. Um, like to ask you what or who gave you the motivation to begin working with cancer patients? You know, at least it was directly after the study that I started to work with chronic ill patients and through uh, my earlier partner who pressed me into cancer treatments more or less. He was a scientist as well as a chemist and researcher, uh, we both realized how important it is to get and deal with chronic diseases in a way that we look at the problems, what the cancer can cause and how you can handle it without making more problems to the patients. Aha, uh-huh, so this is very important. Um, this work leads into personalized cancer medicine, and I know that's what's practiced at the Halvan Clinic. Could you tell uh, the listeners a little bit about what personalized medicine is and how it affects the patient? When we started to treat cancer patients more than 20, 25 years ago, we uh, had only patients late stage, end stage, send it home for dying and so you have to think over what you can offer these patients to survive a little longer. Some of the patients wanted to make something, to finish something before they're going to die and so we came to this idea to control medication on cancer cells. What we did this time in Germany with the University of Tübingen 20 years ago on cancer cells and over the years We developed, because also, thank God, diagnostics are developing, the whole technique is developing, uh, together with researchers, very good and equipped techniques to look deeper into cancer and mainly how you can treat cancer targeted. Because you cannot give a treatment and making more problems to the patient as he already has and more side effects. So you really have to look very carefully in what you can offer and what not. Uh, That's a fantastic way of navigating the cancer maze. So at the clinic in Germany, uh, can you describe some ways that you and your medical team will help people to navigate that maze? You know, what are the services that are actually offered at the clinic? What we are doing first, we uh, try to cooperate with colleagues and with um, care group in abroad and in Germany to really make a program for the cancer patients, not only during the time they are in the clinic, also what is very important is a follow-up management and a follow-up diagnostics and care giving for the patients also at home, because most of these patients got lost and they don't know how to follow up. So what we are doing 
beside looking more detailed into the cancer metabolism and the cancer genetics to make a really individualized program for the patients. We are working together with a psychologist on the, let's say, on the soul, what is very, very important, as important as medication or as chemicals. And we are working together with herbalists and pharmacists in a way to build up uh, the immune system to build up the metabolism in a good way for the patient that he can cope the treatments he can get. We combine these kind of treatments with hypothermia, we combine it together with detox treatments. We try to look a little bit into the triggers of cancer and try to get rid of the triggers of cancer through detoxification, through treating chronic inflammation, through treating viruses and all of these kind of things. Yeah, that's really interesting. Um, you, went, you said before that uh, you were motivated to work in cancer by a fellow scientist. Can you tell us a little bit about who that was and what specifically um, they offered you in the terms of motivation? Uh, as I mentioned before, um, Dr. Scheller, he was my tutor in these kind of treatments. He was a researcher pharmacist as well as chemist and doctor so we had a broad overview over all the possibilities how to help patients and uh, since he was very well connected in science we always had the possibility and the options not only to treat patients also to work in research quite a lot and we did this a lot of years unfortunately he passed away seven years ago but I followed up his work in cooperation with the colleagues, immunologists, geneticists and um, other doctors like radiologists or lab doctors to really bring a broad spectrum of offers to patients with this kind of bad oncological problems. Mm -hmm. So uh, he was obviously very instrumental to a number of people. Uh, oh yes, in, in Germany. He influenced a lot, not only in Germany, also outside of Germany. And through the work with cancer, also more chronic ill patients came up, like patients with neurological diseases or chronic internal diseases, bad form of allergies, autoimmune problems, what principally has to do with cancer in a way, because a lot of cancer patients have autoimmune problem parallel what comes through the chronic inflammation cancer cells are doing. So we got a right and broad spectrum of treatment options for the patients in a dif different kind of chronic problems. Uh -huh. So uh, you also use genetic testing in your work. Uh, was that something that Dr. Scheller also introduced or did that come later on? No, he introduced it as well, as I mentioned before. First, we worked with the University of Tübingen on that, and later with colleagues who isolate from circulating blood some cells uh, called circulating tumor cells. And nowadays, you can see on these cells the genetic profile of the cancer. You can look for cancer stem cells, cancer stem cell markers, and you can use these cells for looking what kind of therapies working best, like antibodies, immune therapies, natural supplements, hypothermia, uh, chemo drugs. So we have really a broad spectrum of an overview in this kind of testing to see what works best for the patient in combination. Because the problem is, in late-stage patients or in patients who have an active cancer, a monotherapy never works out. You always have to combine therapies because already tumor cells developed resistances. They help themselves to survive. They cannot die. They inhibit themselves to get in apoptosis. And all of these different genes, when you know exactly how they are overregulated in the cells, you can work on them uh, in combination with several kinds of medications. Also naturals are working very good, for example, in combination with the chemo or in combination with the hypothermia. And this works out for the patient in a faster responding on the therapies. This means they come faster in remission and the life quality, what is very important to these patients, also stays in a very good way. You've mentioned hypothermia a couple of times. Some of the listeners 
might not know what hypothermia actually is. Could you just explain that a little bit? Hypothermia is a treatment method. What you need as a combination in cancer patients, for example, to help that some chemo drugs can work better uh, during the hypothermia treatment. This is an overwarming through the core temperature of the whole body system called whole body hypothermia. Through that the immune system is forced to work in a better way and through heating up the cancer cells which cannot stand heat because of specific metabolic processes you destroy cancer cells through that. Another option is a local hypothermia through microwaves or radio frequency waves where you only heat up specific organs of the body. When you have a tumor for example on the liver or a rectal cancer recidive what cannot be operated and not irradiated any longer, hypothermia is a very good method in combination with other therapies to destroy the cancer targeted. Great. So people listening today who have cancer or may know someone who has cancer, what advice could you give to them? What we realized in the last few years is that we come to the conclusion that prevention makes, plays an important role in that. More and more patients are coming up and ask how can I prevent that I can get a cancer or I have in the family cancer patients and so we developed over the last years in the diagnostic way also in the therapeutic way quite good options to detect cancer in a very early stage and when it's detected really to go over the immune system uh, there are different kind of therapies you can use to help the immune system to fight the cancer cells or the cancer when it's in a very very early stage so what is important for us is always to look for triggers what kind of triggers are we have for cancer psychological triggers triggers like viruses or heavy metals what makes chronic inflammation or for example uh, accidents and normal accidents what patients had on the scars then where a cancer cell can grow these kind of things we try to figure out in active cancer as well as in prevention that is fantastic so today you've been listening to Dr. Ursula Jakob who is the medical director of the Halvan Clinic in the Black Forest in Germany and we're talking about navigating the cancer maze. So thank you very much Ursula. Thank you very much. For your time and I'm sure the listeners have found this most inspiring and a really good education about navigating the maze. your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Nestled in the heart of Germany's Black Forest is a very special clinic where breakthrough cancer medicine is offered to cancer patients around the world. Hulvang Private Oncology Clinic is one of the leading establishments in biological cancer therapy. The clinic offers personalized cancer medicine, including genetic testing for detecting and applying targeted treatments. The clinic's ethic is to deliver treatments that are as conventional as necessary and natural as possible. For your personalized cancer treatment, please contact the clinic via their website at www.hulvang-clinic.com. That's H-A-L-L-W-A-N-G-clinic.com. Or call us in Germany at 490-7443-964240. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to The Power of Natural Healing with Howard Strauss, Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health & Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. You are tuned into Navigating the Cancer Maze with your host, Grace Goller. We'd love to hear from you today on our program. Please call us toll-free from North America at 1-866-472-5792. 
That's 1-866-472-5792. International callers may dial in to 480-553-5759. You may also send an email to institute at gracegoller.com. Now, back to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Hi, I'm Grace Gawler and we're back with more about helping you to navigate the cancer maze. We've just heard from Dr. Ursula Jacob and she's given us a wonderful overview of navigating the maze from a conventional point of view. Uh, she's talked about viruses, she's talked about the importance of genetics and these things we can add in to our plan, our health restoration plan and I'm sure you would have found that segment very informative and very interesting. I'd like to go back to talking about some of the principles that I've used in helping people to navigate the cancer maze and I'd like to mention what I've called the just one thing principle. Now you remember how we spoke about cancer being very stressful and many people getting stressed trying to get unstressed. Um, I've nicknamed this little principle actually the curly principle. For many of you, you I think you've seen the movie City Slickers with uh, Billy Crystal and the late Jack Palance. So if you have, this term might make sense to you. And one day out in the desert, Curly spoke to Billy Crystal um, the meaning of life and he holds up a single finger and he says, here's what the meaning of life is, holding up his finger. It's just one thing. He didn't say what it was, but I think we have to find in cancer recovery, in health restoration in cancer, that simple yet profound just one thing. So I suggest that if you know that you need to heal something in your life, that this just one principle, just one thing principle rather, will really help you to not get stressed and to hone in on the thing that you really need to do. And I'll talk a little bit later about making up a pie chart of um, all the different that you need to do and reassessing that regularly. It's actually a very uh, useful and successful way of keeping tabs on your cancer uh, recovery and your processes and also your adaptability and flexibility as things change. So beginning with that just one thing principle. Another way of explaining that might be if you drop a stone into a pool of water, you see a ripple effect. So the ripples radiate across the water. So using that analogy, I believe that most modern orthodox medical and alternative treatments for cancer are mainly focused on those ripples. To me, there um, <clears throat> is possibly seeing here the ripples are a consequence of the stone that dropped in the water. It's actually a symptom. So we want to go for where the stone dropped in the water. So this is this just one thing principle, looking for something in your life, some major shock, some major trauma that's happened to you during your life. And if you can find those areas and seek ways of healing them, some of those might be forgiveness with some past betrayal or transgression. But it's been one big thing that's actually impacted your life. Now, you might think this is a little bit separate from the cancer and the trauma of diagnosis, but actually it's quite, quite connected. So we don't want to muck around too much out there in the ripples in life. We want to go back to where the stone fell so that we can make a healing plan around those things. The other thing that I have found to be very, very useful for people dealing with cancer is to open the self-care bank account. So this is also a just one thing that you are empowered to do. Now, in opening up that bank account, you actually say to yourself, okay, today I'm going to do just one thing towards my recovery. Now, that might be beside deciding that you're going to go to yoga, you're going to have a massage, you're going to actually take time out for yourself, time out from the family. Do something that's enjoyable. Go to a movie with a friend, hire a video, laugh it up. Any of those things can be self-care deposits into your bank account. 
all sorts of things can go in there. And it's good to start very simply with the just one thing principle. So if on Monday you have one thing that you put into your self-care bank account that is just for you, time for you, by the time you've done that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, right through to Sunday, you've actually made just seven deposits into that self-care bank account. That actually means you're in credit. Now, most of the cancer patients that I see, I would say, are often in physical, emotional, psychological, and sometimes even spiritual bankruptcy. Life's just become all too much. And they've really spent a lot of energy and they're trying and trying to keep going. So that if cancer comes along or some other illness and you have to make withdrawals from that bank account, often those people find there's nothing to withdraw from. It's like down the bottom of a well where the moss has gone dry and you're trying to squeeze moisture out of the dry moss. So keep the bank account idea um, simple and doable. And if any life crisis occurs, if you have credits in that bank account, you will really have something to withdraw from. And it will help you on the physical, psychological, emotional and spiritual levels. Another good idea is to um, get yourself focused on some goal setting. But sem really do simple, realistic and achievable goals. And I really suggest that you review these goals regularly. If you set yourself goals that are way ahead of what you can possibly achieve, you're going to be setting yourself up for disappointment and failure. There's many different ways of setting goals for cancer patients. And it's important that you do do this in your own capabilities and also in your own ways of learning. I think many of us have never asked, actually, what way do you learn best? So we could focus on a visual or do we learn best by looking or kinesthetically um, or do we learn best by hearing? And that can actually help us in the way that we set our goals. We can use my apps or we can use that sample pie chart to look at the goals that we can set. Many cancer patients who have been through my practice have said, oh, I really want to see my daughter's wedding next year and the doctor's giving me six months to live. And I can actually help people to reframe that and to allow themselves to think that they will actually be here in a year's time to actually see their daughter married or their son go through university. So it needn't be hard and fast, and we'll talk in the uh, next program about bone pointing and how we can actually affect uh, prognosis, negative prognosis, if we've been given one. So just in recapping, we've really looked at navigating the cancer maze, avoiding confusion, getting really good opinions, uh, looking at conventional imbalance with complementary medicine, Dr. Jakob's exceptional contribution uh, to this segment by talking about the many phases of cancer and other things that you can do. And I'd just like to finish with the reminder of today. Today, open up your personal bank account and start making deposits in it until we get to our next show next Friday, same time, 12 noon Pacific time on the Hellness and Wealth channel, where we'll continue with looking at the many aspects of navigating the cancer maze. Thank you again for listening to Navigating the Cancer Maze. Please join your host, Grace Goller, again next Friday at 12 noon U.S. Pacific time on the Voice America Health and Wellness channel. Remember, cancer is not something you have to face alone. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.